BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 13 of Hashtag No Filter. Today I am recording from Local Office, which is a co-working space here in Houston. It's fairly new, and it's just an incredible, incredible space. The offices are wonderful. The vibe is just so much fun and such a creative, inspiring uh, space to come to. So if you live in the Houston area, I definitely recommend checking it out um, if you work remote or you need an office space. Uh, now let's get to today's episode. So I I have an incredibly inspiring, intelligent woman here today. Her name is Barbie Taylor of Menopause Taylor. She's a gynecologist. She no longer practices, but her mission now in life is to educate women of all ages on menopause. And if you're 20 years old right now listening to this saying, oh, I have so many years to, until I have to worry about that, this this isn't for me, I urge you to continue to listen because actually what I learned is that there are things you can do to help prevent symptoms and a whole a whole slew of information uh, that you probably had no idea about that, you, that would be beneficial to you in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, as you're starting menopause. Um, Barbie's mission is to educate women, is to give them the knowledge that they need to then make the choices, the best choice and best decisions for them as they get older and as they go through menopause. Menopause Taylor is the unique, comprehensive, and unbiased education on menopause. And Barbie, as you're going to hear in this episode, is so funny, so real, so honest, and she's just she's a ball of energy, and she's so smart. So it's it's you're not just learning from some you know doctor that might be a little you know sterile. Barbie is just an incredible um, source, incredible person. So I'm really excited to uh, have her here today to talk about all things menopause and um, a lot more. We're also going to talk about her life. She has such a fascinating story. Um, she's just an incredible person. So let's get to the episode. Thank you so much for being here, Barbie. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. I'm so excited about this conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Um, first of all, I wish you all could see Barbie right now because <laughs> she is wearing the most fabulous hat, the most fabulous outfit. I'll have to get a picture before we leave. Um, anyway, okay, let's start. Can you just tell everybody your story, a little bit, your background? Um, wh what's your story? <laughs> My story, do you mean with regard to gynecology or this business? All the things. I have a lot she of has, she's, by the way, we were just talking and I was like, I should have been recording. You, she has such a fascinating <laughs> life. How about um, your your medical background and yeah. then your moving all those times okay. and then how you got into your current business? Okay. Well, um, my father was in the Army and mm -hmm. I was born in Wiesbaden, Germany. And we were one of those Army families that moved every year or two. And then I went to first and second grade in Taipei, Taiwan. And when I was five years old, I had eye surgery in Okinawa, Japan. And something about it made me, I guess I thought there was something magical about surgery. And um, I knew since I was five years old that I wanted to be a surgeon. Wow. So I was a super nerd, always have been a super <laughs> nerd, and loved school. And my poor mother just couldn't understand why I hated summer vacation and thought, you know. But I've always gone through and just uh, been a straight-A student. And so wow. I knew I was going to go into medicine. I went to Rice University and 
then the Baylor College of Medical mm-hmm. Medicine, and then uh, uh, did my residency at Baylor College of Medicine, and had an office in the Texas Medical Center, and was super, super, super busy. And that was my dream life. Oh my God, I was in heaven. Loving I had it. A huge practice mm-hmm. all by myself, and just it was the best thing in the world. And then um, in 2001. I was diagnosed with a severe, uh, basically crippling form of osteoarthritis with an autoimmune component mm. and basically told that it would definitely interfere with my career and um, I would have to retire. Of course, I didn't hear that because I was in complete denial. Right, of course. Okay. Right, but right. my body caught up with me. Yeah. and. Uh, that's what happened. I had to retire and sell my practice. And at that point, I was told I would be an invalid in a wheelchair. Mm. And I, 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 I kind of, I mean, I went from being the busiest person I know. I had, I had the biggest, I had a great big practice. And while I was practicing medicine, before I knew I had arthritis, I would sit in labor and delivery waiting on babies. And I thought, well... I could be using this time for something. So I started doing one of those MBAs. Um, and so I did a two-year MBA oh my while I was practicing medicine. Oh, my gosh. And before I finished that, I thought, you know, this going to school is so much fun. This MBA has been such a – everything's easy if you do medical school first. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, yes. So then I thought, well, I think I want to get going to school. So I started doing law school, and I went to law school Oh my gosh! while I was practicing medicine full-time. So I had this MBA, and I had this law degree, but I didn't know I had arthritis. Uh. So then I get this diagnosis of arthritis, and, of course, I'm already doing what I always wanted to do, and there's no way I want to practice law or – I mean, I never, ever thought about doing anything else because I was doing the thing to me that was the greatest thing on the planet, which was taking care of women and doing surgery and running a gynecology practice. I mean, right. I had what I wanted. Right. So when I got this arthritis diagnosis, it turned my world upside uh, yeah, down in I'm terms sure. of what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And then to be told I'd be an invalid in a wheelchair was sort of like, well, my life might be over soon. And so I retired. I sold my practice. Um and I thought, well, uh, I'm very much a nerd and a workaholic and love, love to be busy. And I'm very, my whole, my happy place in life is being in my head, mm-hmm. intellectually challenged. I love to be intellectually productive and uh-huh. I like all the things that only nerds like. <laughs> so that's what I really felt like I would always do, but when I was told I'd be an able in a wheelchair, it was kind of like, well, um, I better go do some things that I may not be able to do later. So right, right. I left Houston and I took off and decided I was going to go live in different countries. And I had always I had always traveled a lot and had always lived in different places as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was kind of part of my fabric. And while Houston was wonderful for many reasons, for me, having lived in different countries, it's a very narrow-minded existence mm-hmm. in staying in the U.S., period. Right, right. Um, and so I took off and went and lived in Canada first, Whistler, Canada, mm-hmm. and then I went and lived in Australia, and then I ended up back in the U.S. for a short time, and then I took off and went and lived in Canada again, came to La Jolla, California for a little while because I needed my hand reconstructed because oh. my arthritis mm-hmm. was, it's a progressive chronic. It's going to get worse mm-hmm. every now and then I have to do something mm-hmm. or have surgery or something. But um, I, I needed to find a good hand surgeon, so I was in La Jolla for a while. Then I moved to Nice, France. Um, I enrolled in French school right away, four hours a day, uh. every day, you know. Uh. They weren't used to people like me who go to French school for a year. And they're like, we've never had anyone do this before. We usually have people who do it for three or four weeks. Right, right. (laughs) I'm like, well, I'll be here for a year. So obviously I speak French now. And then um, I left there and moved to Hawaii and then moved to um, Barcelona, Spain. Mm. And every place I lived, I lived for at least a year. Okay. And then um, from Barcelona, Spain, moved to Monaco. And wow. then from Monaco, moved to Malaysia, Penang, Malaysia. Uh. And then from there, moved to Cape Town, South Africa, and then to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Unbelievable. Um, so. That was all over how many years? About 12 years. 12 years. And then you came back and to then I, And then I, well, what happened was I, I was in Cape Town and, I mean, I was writing books and stuff on other things Mm -hmm. and I was busy but I wasn't busy enough and Mm -hmm. you know it's funny because enough time had gone by I had basically decided I would not succumb to my arthritis I was going to turn my negatives into positives I was going to defy the odds I was not going to be an invalid in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and so I devised an exercise approach all my own I do absolutely no impact 
I do not lift any heavy weights and I move at a snail's pace. I mean, mm-hmm. slow, slow, slow. But I have found a way to incorporate balance and flexibility in everything I do. And I've, I've just made it all up. Wow. But I do what I can do without hurting myself. And I have become very, very fit as a result of it. Right. So I do yoga and all this stuff. Well, enough time had gone by that I basically had proven to myself that I wasn't going to end up being an, ultra, an invalid. Right. I mean, I kind of had thought, wait a minute. All of this should have been over by now, and I'm still doing very, very, very well. Right. And so I kind of started realizing I still had a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing I wasn't fulfilled enough, and I wasn't giving back enough. See, my, I've always wanted to take care of people. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that, and all of that disappeared. And right. then I kind of thought, well, I better go ahead and enjoy what I want to do yeah. before it's over. Well. I finally realized I, I my my real passion had become menopause and what I had been doing all this time even though I was doing all these other things is I wrote a book on menopause. I started developing this seminar. And I mean, I was just always busy with some kind of intellectual project. And I was basic. I never really had any goal in mind. I just had to be busy. Mm -hmm. So in 2008, this book came out. And then I started working on a seminar. And I started developing all these products, basically, kind of with the idea of I'm just keeping myself busy. Yeah. Well, when I realized I wasn't going to end up an invalid, I thought, well, you know, I need to, I need to, I need to give this to women. Yeah. I mean, this is what I really love. I love taking care of women. Amazing. So I got this idea in 2009 uh, to find a way to help women. And the problem I had had in my head all along mm-hmm. was I had developed this phenomenal two-day seminar that just gives you everything you need to manage your menopause Mm -hmm. your way for the rest of your life and know everything you need to know to do whatever you want, whether it's diet, lifestyle, vitamins, minerals, herbs, botanicals, hormonal medications, non-hormonal medications, acupuncture, hypnosis, whatever you want, but you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you aren't clueless and you aren't ignorant. And it's just all education because, again, I'm a nerd. So it's not like (laughs) I have a product or I'm trying to persuade you to do this or that. It's all just pure education. Right. Well, the problem was... The seminar was too labor intensive for my body. So oh. I, I couldn't really adopt a speaking career where I'm on the tra- I'm traveling, right. I'm going. I couldn't really do these seminars all the time because they're two whole days and I am the product and I'm on the whole time and I love it, but my body you just goes right. my leg, everything feels like I'm going to explode, you know, because I'm Mm -hmm. in such pain. So I thought, how can I do this? How can I help women? How can I teach them? How can I make it into something that doesn't kill me in the process? Right, right. And so I was on the phone. It was January 9th, 2016. Uh I know. Yeah, (laughs) amazing. I was on the phone. I was living in Cape Town. And do you know Dominique Saxa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, she's one of my best friends. And we were on the phone just having girlfriend catch-up time. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I need. I just really need to do something. And I, I just, I really want more. And I said, my passion, my passion is the menopause stuff, but I just can't do the seminars all right. the time. They're just going to kill me. And she starts going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? She says, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She <laughs> says, Barbie, you need a YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, YouTube? I had never been to YouTube. Okay. I, Did you know what it was? I had heard the word, but again, living in different countries, it's not all this. It's mm-hmm, not right mm-hmm. here. And right. It's not. People aren't married to their go, go, go lives yep. and computers and tech. I mean, it, I was living a much higher quality life in terms of not being stuck in a car driving. Exactly. I mean, a lot of things were different, but I had never been to YouTube. So here she's saying, you need a YouTube channel. I said, ah, you know, I'm not a computer person. I'm not a real techie person. I said, I've written a few books on YouTube. I mean, I'm on a, on a on computer, computer right? I use it functionally. But this is just not my world. She goes, don't worry. I'll hook you up with all the right people. She says, just, you've got to do this. You've right. just got to. And I'm like, well, well, I certainly could definitely get in front of a camera. Yeah, you know. yeah. So I start thinking, well, yeah. And so I started this thing. Not, I, I had no idea. I was, what? I'm almost 59 now. I was 57 yeah. then. 
Um, and so I started doing these videos. Uh-huh. I, I started about six months later. Wow. And then, of course, I was still moving from country to country. So I moved from Cape Town mm-hmm. to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Mm-hmm. I kept doing them. And then I started realizing what a big deal this was becoming mm-hmm. for women and how much I was the only resource for women all around the world. And there's no one else on the planet doing what I'm doing. No one's educating women. It's an area of complete neglect. They're not getting what they want in doctor's office. They don't know what's going on or what to do, how to do it. They're clueless. Right. And they're operating out of misinformation and fear. Mm -hmm. They have no facts. They have no guidance. So I started realizing how big a deal this was. Mm -hmm. And I decided the best place for me to make this into what women deserve, all women deserve this education, Mm -hmm. is to come back to Houston where I have a background and career and contacts and can really be productive. And so I came back here a year and a half ago. And so now it's the YouTube channel. I have a radio show. I give the two-day seminar, but only a couple times a year because of my body. I have the seminar on demand and Mm -hmm. on DVDs. Um, And I do one-on-one consultations with women all over the world on uh, Skype, FaceTime, and in person. Amazing. And um, I'm still the only resource like this. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's amazing. It's You're fun. So I want to, oh my God, there's so many things I want to ask you about. So I have a lot to ask you about menopause, but I want to go back to, there were two things that we spoke about briefly before we started recording. Yeah. Your uh, mindset, your attitude that you've had, it sounds like a majority of your life, that you're going to if you are put in a situation that's not what you would have hoped for, yeah. you will make it the best situation, uh, yeah. the best time possible. Yeah. So, will you talk a little bit about that in your mindset about all well, of that? I, I believe in turning negatives into positives, mm-hmm. and I believe that anytime your life deals you something that you didn't wish to have. Right. I think that you need to find a way to say, well, if it hadn't been for my arthritis, I never would have what? Okay, if I hadn't been for my arthritis, I wouldn't have gone and lived on every continent. Yep, yep. Except Antarctica. I probably, I mean, I traveled a lot. I've been everywhere. I hadn't lived in these other countries as an adult. I probably never would have done that. I would have stayed where I was. I would have continued my practice. I would have been happy. But... People saw my moving around as my dream life, and I'm like, well, no, it's my substitute dream life because right. I had my dream exactly. life. Exactly. This is because something happened that made me kind of have to give up my dream life, and now I have put in place something that's really wonderful, and people are in awe of it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it wasn't still. It still wasn't as great as what I had. It wasn't. But it you was still niche. wonderful. Exactly. And yet now I look back and go, wow, I have lived. I, I can't believe how incredible that has mm-hmm. been. And it's not, I will do it again. What it's just that right ex- now I'm busy um, doing this. Of course. It's like, I'm going to make, make this available to the world, and then I will go back. And then it- but I believe in whenever you have something that you consider setback, find a way to turn your negatives into positives. So what I'm doing with this menopause is I'm trying to help women do it with their menopause what I have done with my arthritis. Right. Turn your negatives into positives. Make the rest of your life the best of your life. And I'm going to give you all the tools with right. which to do so. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know and you're going to be able to have the greatest time of your life. Right. Because, you know, I mean, People think of menopause as hot flashes. Well, that, I was going to say, I, that that's what I think of it as. I mean, I'm 32. I don't know. You know, it's hot flashes and, 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 and other changes. Okay, so you're 32. When you were 10 or 11, did your right. mother sit you down and say, Honey, you're going to have a period, and it's going to be this event, and it's going to mark the time in your life when you're a woman. And you can start having babies, and you need to know about it because I don't want you to be shocked and mortified if you get up and you see blood in your underwear. Right, right. Okay, so did your, your mother sit you down and prepared you for this transition? Uh-huh. Why did she do that? She did that because she knew that without that preparation, mm-hmm. you might be scarred forever. Right. Okay. Menopause is nothing but puberty in reverse. Puberty, when you started that period, was your on switch to your reproductive life. Right. Guess what? Menopause is your off Off switch. switch. And guess what? All that crap you put up with when you were 12 or 13, your acne, your bodily changes, your emotional changes, your roller coaster of a life, nobody understands me, the whole, everything. Guess what? It's going to happen all over again when you're 50. And who is sitting you down... 
and, and saying right. to you, you need to be prepared. Okay, nobody. Nobody, okay, right? why not? That's where you're saving the day. Exactly. <laughs> and I find it inexcusable that women don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to expect. No one talks about it. It's taboo. Everyone's in right. denial. Right, When it happens to them, they don't know what's happening. Right. They are miserable. Mm-hmm. Their families don't know what's happening. Your husband doesn't know what's happening. Right. Okay, right. your whole life falls apart and no one understands what's going on. That is ridiculous. Right. Okay, they should be the same. Everyone tolerates puberty and is very, very sensitive to it and very, very forgiving and uh-huh. very understanding and patient because they know what's going on. Right. Why? Not. And not. you are not going to go through a two-year transition like you do with puberty. That is just the transition part of it. Once you've done that, you're a menopausal woman for the rest of your life. And wow. You know I didn't know that. you a woman? Well, you, you don't go backward. I just thought once you go through it, it takes a little time and then, like, I don't know. what I didn't know. That's the problem. That <laughs> yeah. is the problem. No, you are going to spend the last third to half of your life as a menopausal woman. Now, the transition may be some hot flashes or night sweats or mood sweets. You may have all that right. stuff that, like you had in puberty, that chaotic time. And after that, guess what? You are then at risk for major life-threatening diseases. And if you don't know that, and you don't prepare for that, guess what's going to happen to you? The fact that you lose your estrogen. That's what's happening. Right. You're losing your female hormone. Okay. The fact is, the truth is, you're not really supposed to lose your female hormone. You know why? Because you're really supposed to die. Uh, we are not right. supposed to live long enough to have menopause. Humans are the only, well, the two other animals on the planet that have menopause. Pilot whales and killer whales have menopause. Really? It's part of their life cycle, and it serves an active purpose in their underground pod world. Wow. But no other animal has menopause. Why? Because Mother Nature says, you know what? Here's the deal. You get birth, you get reproduction, and you get death. Mother Nature says, I don't need a bunch of postmenopausal people who aren't contributing to survival of the species right. running around using up my planet for no good. Okay, so here's what's happening. Every animal on planet Earth has a lifespan that is consistent with its body size and its heart rate. And every animal gets one billion heartbeats. That is why little tiny mice right. with little tiny hearts that go blah, 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 die in about two years. It is why great big elephants with huge hearts that go thud, thud, live for about 80 years. Uh-huh. And the human body has a heart size and heart rate where we get to a billion beats at about age 47. And guess what? We're supposed to die. But because of all our scientific and medical advances, right. we're living. And now we're living for 2.1 billion beats. So you're getting a billion beat bonus. Okay, it's called menopause. So what's really happening is you are outliving your ovaries and the hormones they produce. Okay, right. now, let's con- contrast this with some other things. If you ran out of insulin, what would happen? you would have diabetes. Right. If you ran out of insulin, you would have a list of about 20 symptoms that made you feel absolutely awful. Uh Uh-huh. And if you didn't do anything about it, eventually you would end up with blindness, you would end up with amputated limbs, you would end up with kidney failure. All these things are sequela. This is the way diabetes works if you don't treat it. Yeah. Okay, guess what? If you moved, if you ran out of thyroid hormone Mm -hmm. and your thyroid stopped producing its hormone, you would have about 20 symptoms and you would feel absolutely awful. Dry skin, hair loss, all kinds yeah. of things. And eventually, if you did nothing about it, right. you would have coma, heart attack, and you would die. Well, guess what happens when you run out of your estrogen? You have about 20 symptoms right. of menopause. Hot flashes, night sweats, insomnia, mood swings, dry vagina, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 22 symptoms of menopause. And if you do nothing about compensating for that loss of estrogen, guess what happens? You end up with osteoporosis and Alzheimer's disease and heart attack because it's the same. It's a deficiency state. Your body 
can't live without the things it needs. Right. And when it has to, it starts doing all kinds of stuff to get your attention, and you're supposed to do something about it. Right. Okay, well, women have decided, oh, we don't want to talk about menopause. We're going to act like it doesn't happen. We're going to be in mm-hmm. denial. We're going to just stick our heads in sand, and we're just going to tough it out. And they think that when the hot flashes are gone, it's over. It's over. Wow. I'll tell right. you, it's only the beginning of the end of your life because you have forgotten the fact that those symptoms were temporary. But the damage to your body of living without something it needs huh. isn't going away because wow. that substance is gone. See, that's the kind of thing I teach. Menopause is not about hot flashes. It's about heart attacks. Wow. So what... I'm 32, so even at what age can you start preparing for this? You should be now. You should be Ooh, now. What should in I fact, be doing? In fact, I am producing products now that are like entitled what you need to know in your 30s, what you okay. need to know in your 40s, what you need to know in your 20s. I'm trying to segment it into decades. Got so it. That you, but the younger you are when you learn about your life cycle yeah. and what's going to happen in the big picture, the better off you are. So so you could start preparing at 20? You should. So what, I have 18 and 19-year-old girls watching my YouTube videos, and they love it, and they're having so much fun. Because wow. I teach in a very playful way. Yeah, you're, you know, I, I, could, I'm sure, yeah. I use all these props and models. You are laughing and learning, but you're learning about your body, and you're learning about what the future holds. That is powerful. Yeah. You won't have the attitude of, oh, I'm so unhappy about menopause. I'm just not sexy anymore. If you have learned what you need to know, you will feel like, oh, I'm a menopausal woman, and I am going to do great things with my Yeah. Education is everything. Right. And yet people... They don't learn anything. Exactly. And so they, when, it hits, when it happens, they are unprepared. So what what are some things? Could you give a little, like, um, Cliff's Notes version of what you could do in your 20s, 30s, 40s to prepare yourself for this? Well, for instance, the biggest risk of menopause is heart attack. Mm-hmm. One out of two women dies of a heart attack. Mm. But she doesn't know that because she, not only do you not know the signs, you don't even know what, how to recognize a heart attack. Most women don't have any idea how to recognize it. Mm. Secondly, they don't realize it's their biggest risk. And thirdly, they're not doing anything to prevent it because they don't know it's a big risk. Right. Okay, if you know at age 20 that your biggest risk is going to be a heart attack and that around the age of 50, your risk is going to skyrocket to one in two, <sighs> you right now, at this age, if I told you the best thing you could possibly do to prevent a heart attack, and it, and this is this definitely works, you may or may not want to do it, but if you know this, you can make that choice. Uh-huh. If you ate a 100% vegan diet, nothing from an animal, meaning nothing with a face right. or a mother, right, right. your risk for heart attack almost goes to zero. Wow. Okay, but no one's teaching you that. Now, I know everyone doesn't want to become a vegan. Right. I know it's not the greatest thing for your social life or whatever, but... The fact that no one is telling you is the problem. Well, yeah. Because you have a right to know that and to make your own choice. And you may say, nah, I'm not willing to give up that. That's fine. But you know but what you you're know. doing. But you know. Exactly. And when you get to 50 or 60 or 70, you won't say, why didn't anyone tell me? Right. You will say, I knew. I made a choice. And you are an accountable person. And you're a big girl. And you can do whatever you want. Right. The whole point is, you get to do whatever you want anyway. But have the information. But you don't want to look. You know, women come to my seminar sometimes who are 70, 75, 80. Mm-hmm. You should see the looks on their faces. Really? They want to, they, they sometimes do cry because they are sitting there thinking, why hasn't anyone taught me this? Right. And then they make their daughters and granddaughters, They they their attitude is, how dare society forget to tell me this stuff. Yeah. How dare they neglect me like this? But that's the norm. And so these older women see the opportunity that these younger women have right. to make different decisions mm-hmm. in their lives and and turn this around to something that's wonderful. 80-year-old women, 70-year-old women, they couldn't even have the conversation. Right. Okay. And your 15 minutes a year in your doctor's office yep. is never going to be adequate for the education that you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you have no if you have no education, you can't even have the conversation. Exactly. So it's a it's a vicious cycle of putting women in a situation that they have no idea how to handle. Right. And it needs to start early. So in your twenties, if you know that your diet has a huge effect yep. on your future, here's another one. If you know in your twenties that taking birth control pills uh-huh. has 
tremendous long-term beneficial effects like decreasing your ovarian cancer risk by 50%, decreasing uterine cancer risk by 70%, decreasing your risk of osteoporosis. These are lifelong benefits. Right, right. You don't know that. And you know why? No. Because you're busy out there with your girlfriends who are going, ooh, those birth control pills, they've got hormones in them. You should take a break. You should not be on. Okay. Right. You guys are feeding each other so much stuff yeah. that is fear-based and inaccurate because you're not getting any education. Okay. That doesn't mean everyone should go take birth control no, pills. No, of course. It just means you have knowledge about something that otherwise you can't reverse. Exactly. Okay, you can't wait until you're 60 and then go, well, I wish I'd take, you can't, right, you can't right. change that. So if you know it in your 20s mm-hmm. and your attitude is, well, golly, I need birth control anyway. And you know, I love the way I feel. And I love the fact that my parents are hardly anything. This is kind of cool. I'm going to stay on them as long as I can. Okay, you have done something mm-hmm. that in the long term is going to add up to something really great for yourself. Right. But if you don't know that, How do you, you can't even, do it. Exactly. So that's why... I back up the menopause stuff into the years long before you're even it's even on your radar. Exactly. That is, it's got to be on your, you've got to put it on your radar early, as right. early as you possibly can, because it will make the biggest difference ever in your life. And so a big part of that would be obviously your diet. Exactly. Um, what about exercise? Is Absolutely. that a big part? Absolutely. But we you hear it all the time. Right. Okay. You hear you and this is no different. You hear all kinds of things and you don't do them anyway. Right. Okay, because you feel like you'll live forever and you feel like nothing will affect you. You're invincible. The fact is, you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you don't exercise, you know darn well that, okay, uh, you know, you're gaining weight and you're probably not putting yourself in the best physical shape. That's a choice. Right. And if you care enough, you'll make time to do what you care about. So, So there's diet, there's exercise. There are so many other things that you need to know. Here's another one that shocks women, completely shocks women. Breast cancer. Okay, uh-huh. it's everyone's biggest fear. It shouldn't be. It is, though. It, breast cancer kills one out of 29 women. I just told you heart attack kills right. one out of two. Right. But everyone's running around worried about breast cancer. Okay. Breast cancer has all these risks. Every disease has a big list of risk factors. Uh-huh. And how many you have and what they are is the big deal right. in terms of how, how what risk are you. Some you can change. Some you can't. Breast cancer. You want to know what the bit one of the biggest risk factors for breast cancer is? What? How many periods you've had in your lifetime? What? That's shocking. Okay, so, so what here's do you mean? How it works. People are running around thinking that estrogen causes breast cancer. Okay, now think about that. Estrogen is produced by your own body. Mm-hmm. Your body's responded to it and loves it. When you lose your estrogen, your body freaks out. What makes you think estrogen is your enemy and would cause breast cancer? Right. Okay, here's what really does cause breast cancer. Cycles cause breast cancer. So it's the up and down of estrogen and progesterone each month that cause you to have a period. Right. That cycle is what causes breast cancer. And here's how we know this. The women who are at highest risk for breast cancer are the women who have had the highest number of menstrual cycles. So women who had a very young age when they started their first period. Right, okay. Women who waited a very long time before they had their first pregnancy. Because what has happened in all that time? They've had period after period. period period. period, Right. Women who have had very few pregnancies because they spent their time having periods as opposed to being pregnant or breastfeeding. I see, right. And women who have had a very late menopause. Those are the women with the highest risk of breast cancer. The women with the lowest risks of breast cancer are women who had a very late first period, women who got pregnant very early in their lives, women who had the most pregnancies, and women who had early menopause. So if if you've had 10 kids and you've spent most of your adult life being pregnant Pregnant, or breastfeeding, you have a very low risk of breast cancer. But think about that. Those are the women who've had the highest levels of estrogen because when you're pregnant, your estrogen is sky high. Right. What I'm telling you is stuff that makes perfect sense. Yeah. You're sitting there going, oh, my God. Well, okay. So, but women are all running around worried about Right, right. So, this is the kind of stuff I teach. And when you start learning this, you start going, oh, my God. This makes such sense. And you start making sense of things. And you start realizing this is information you can use. Exactly. And you start realizing you can make great choices. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying you'll run out and get pregnant. No. I'm just saying you'll know what you can Mm -hmm. do to decrease your risks for things that later you will not be able to change. Right. Because menopause is going to happen regardless. It's going to happen unless you die. 
unless you die. But there's no way to right. So the what you're teaching, right, (laughs) which isn't ideal. What you're teaching is the best way to prepare yourself, your body for it, to have all the information when you go into because it's a huge life change. It's I mean it's it's, for you and everyone around you. Yeah, yeah, right. And here's here's the thing: the menopausal population is the largest growing sector of society world wide we are the fastest growing group on earth wow wait that doesn't mean though that people does that mean that women are starting menopause earlier it means that we're living longer so birth rates are decreasing right longevity rates are increasing women outlive men right we are becoming the biggest part of the population why in the world is menopause a taboo topic Right. Why aren't we walking around going, we are the most powerful? Well, really? Why aren't we walking around acting like we run the world? No, we're women, menopausal women don't want to talk about it. They're in denial. They want to pretend it won't happen. Okay, why? Why? I mean, it's it's, it's a part of life. We should turn this into such a big, wonderful, powerful group. And that's what I'm trying to help women do. I'm like, do you not understand how great this is? Right. And yet, that's not the way our society deals with it. There's this shunning. There's this almost visceral reaction when you talk about it. People just kind of get this. Right, right. Why? (laughs) But it affects everybody. It It affects someone at the workplace. If you mm -hmm. were a 51-year-old woman, woman, and you had a boss and a job, and you started going through all the changes in menopause, Mm -hmm. and your life was in chaos because... You're having hot flashes all day. You're right. miserable. You're having night sweats all night, which wake you up so you can't sleep. Right. You wake up the next morning and you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. You can't remember a thing because there's this fog, fogginess that goes yeah. on with menopause. You're irritable. You have mood swings. Okay, right there. Just those eight symptoms. Right. That's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Now, what do you think is going to happen if you walk up to your boss and say, Mr. Boss Man, I need to talk to you. You know... I'm having such a hard time right now. I'm having these night sweats and these hot flashes. Okay, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't think you're going to have the day off. But <laughs> He's, you're going to get fired. Yeah, yeah. Because no one has an... No, okay. Exactly. There is not a single accommodation in the workplace for a menopausal woman. We have breastfeeding. Yep. We have pregnancy leave. We have all kinds of stuff. But not for the okay, menopausal woman. Why not? Right. It affects the workplace. It affects everybody. There's not a single person on planet Earth who doesn't have a menopausal woman in his or her life. Every person has one. And whether it's at work or at home or your landlady or Or whatever it is. You need to have some clue about the fact that her life is in a situation where if she's going through menopause, it's a roller coaster. And if it's after menopause, she's got things to deal with and she should be prioritizing things differently for right. her best future. Right. And society has not done that for No. Me. Now, okay, let me ask you this. Do you think it would be the same if men ran out of their testosterone? Do you think right. men would go, oh, well, we'll just live without it. We'll be fine. By the way, it was bad for us anyway. It caused cancer. No, I promise you, there would be an ATM, Mm -hmm. automatic testosterone machine, on every street corner, in every building, and society's first priority would be get those men their testosterone. Yeah. Why have women Mm -hmm. settled for being told not only that our estrogen is going to hurt us, but that it's okay to live without it? Right. And that we should just deal with it. Exactly. So, and even if someone, if you have very few symptoms with menopause and it doesn't really affect you, it's still going to affect you on some level and the people around you. I think the people who have the fewest symptoms are in the most trouble. Oh. So the women who sit there gloating like, I don't have hot flashes, I'm like, well, you guys are the ones who never go get help. Therefore, you never learn that there's more to it than just hot right. flashes. And they're the ones who end up with the worst problems. They end up with the most osteoporosis, the most oh. alzheimer's, because they never do anything. They just feel like they think they're lucky, and they end up in the most devastating positions. Wow. So it, so once you have those symptoms, what do you – so once you're in it, let's say it's a, a 55-year-old listening to this. I mean, they couldn't have prepared when they were 20 because, right. you know, they're learning about this now. What can they do now? Right now, the, the key is to get the education. the education. And what I have done is provided every resource for every woman, regardless of her timeline, mm-hmm. her learning style, and her budget. So if you're 30, you have time to watch my YouTube videos and watch one video a week. And by the time you're 45, 50, you're going to know everything you need to know because you have years right. in which to get the education. Yep. If you're 55, you don't have that time. You need it now. 
Okay? Right. A video a week. I'm going to have, there's going to be a thousand videos. Yeah. You can't. No. You don't have the luxury of time. Right. Sorry, sister, but you need it now. Okay. Right. So that person needs to plan ahead, drop everything, and come to my two-day seminar. I see. Okay. She needs to get it now. She needs the big education now. all at once mm-hmm. now. She doesn't have, she is going to shoot herself in the foot with just mm-hmm. a little piece of it. Okay. Right. A little piece of it is not, there's not a quick answer of quick, what should I do? Okay. Right. We, there no two women are alike. We are all different. The whole idea is tailoring the information to yourself and everyone should be doing something different. There's nothing that all women should do. Right. Nothing. So it's hard. To, you can't even answer because it depends on the person. It depends on the person. Yeah. It depends on your risk. It depends on your comfort zone and your preferences and everything. Everything. So yeah. Everyone shouldn't be taking estrogen. But right. you have to know whether you should or not by having some of this knowledge. Exactly. And you can't just do everything out of fear. It will bite you. Yeah. Okay. So a woman who needs it now needs to come to the today's seminar. I give it twice a year because I don't. Right. Handle giving it's a big, yeah. big ordeal. Yeah. But it's two days, and I always say, give me two days of your time, yep. and I'll give you a lifetime because that's what it is. Wow. Okay. You take the time out for yourself. It's the best investment in yourself you'll ever make. Mm-hmm. Two days, you'll walk out of there with everything you need forever. And every woman who comes to my seminar says, not a day goes by that she doesn't use something she learned. Wow. They tell me, you're in my head. I go to the grocery store. You're in my head. I go oh. to the pharmacy. You're in my head. I go they, everywhere they go because I teach you how to deal. I teach you how to make choices mm-hmm. of your own choosing for everything, diet, lifestyle, vibe, okay. everything. I, and I give you options for every little thing. And you're not saying it's, it's not an all. I mean, it's totally dependent on the person. So you can't say everyone needs to take this vitamin. No, you don't no, say that. No, there's nothing that everyone needs to do. It, right. Nothing. Every single person has different wishes, desires, issues, health risks, everything. So I always talk about it as a balancing act. And everything has advantages and disadvantages. Everything. There is nothing that is perfect for everyone, and there's nothing that is without risk. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I teach you that there are four options, and I teach you the benefits and risks of each option, your job is to go, oh, well, let me apply that to myself. And you get to put it all on a scale and decide which benefits mm-hmm. and options weigh the most right. for you. For you. And I teach women add the words for me to everything you utter about menopause. Make sure you don't make other women feel like they should be doing exactly. what you should do. See, the beauty of the seminar is it's a group of women. They learn from each other. So you're sitting there in the seminar, and I go through and I teach you all the risks for a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I go, well, who here thinks that they're at risk for a neck? And they tell me why they think they're at risk. And then I go through everything about osteoporosis. And I then go through everything about breast cancer, all the risks. I teach you everything you need to know mm-hmm. about what the disease is, what the consequences of getting it are, mm-hmm. how you know if you're at risk, how you know how to reduce your risk, and every option for doing so in every category, diet, lifestyle, vitamins, minerals, herbals. Okay, I teach you all that. All of that. And so I cover heart attack, osteoporosis, breast right. cancer, uterine cancer, ovarian cancer, Alzheimer's disease. Okay, guess what? Sitting in that room, everyone's got different issues. Yep, Everyone right. has different things they're focused. So you're sitting there going, oh, I see why Susie would care more about that than I do. Mm-hmm. And oh, she needs to worry about that, but I don't need to worry about Okay. That's the whole point. You right. learn from the others so much more than if you're just sitting there doing it by yourself. Right. And we do a worksheet, an individualized worksheet yeah. for each person. And I have you fill out all this stuff so that at the end of it, you walk out with this worksheet that is all about you, you has yep. all your risks, all your issues, everything right there in one air, one, one spot. Yep. And it's fabulous because you will use that. For the rest of your life. Exactly. Or let's say your life changes. Let's say five years later you get diagnosed with something and you now have to change those yeah. per, those those perceptions, those per, those advantages because mm-hmm. it's changed for mm-hmm. you. Every time something changes, you have to adjust to it, but then you've already got all the education and, right. and you know how to do that. So, see, that's what I mean by the, the education will serve you for the rest of your life, no matter where you are. Right. So, so whether you choose and you're able, you're young, you know, you can do the YouTube videos, you're going to get the same information exactly. that as the seminar. And what about the one-on-one consulting? The one-on-one consulting is where I sit down with you one-on-one and address anything you want. Now, here's, here's the key with the one-on-one. You know how when you learned to read, you had to know the alphabet first? Yeah. Okay, so if you had 
gotten a book and you didn't know the alphabet, you would not have been right. able to get anywhere. Well, guess what? If you do a one-on-one consultation and you have no education and you have no idea what we're talking about, you don't right, get very far. Right, 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 right. So the one-on-one is for fine-tuning and modifying and tailoring everything for you. But when we're sitting there talking, if you don't even know what a total hysterectomy is and you're saying to me, I've had a total hysterectomy, but you you have no, you're totally wrong on what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people are. Right. That word gets thrown around all the time, but 99.999% of the people who talk about it are wrong uh, about what right. it means. And so the, 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 it's almost like when I'm sitting with a consult who hasn't had the education, it's almost, it sounds like this. I had my arm cut off, so now I can't walk. And because I can't walk, I'm blind. And I'm sitting there kind of going. You're like, what? right. Translated, that's that's that would be a person who said, I've had a total hysterectomy, so now I am in menopause. And because I'm in menopause, I, you know, I have to worry about my hot flashes. Okay. Right. The point is, she's completely missed. She doesn't know the alphabet. Right. So right. the one-on-one is fantastic. And I do them with women all over the world, most of whom are either YouTube followers okay. or they've gotten my book Got or it. they've done something to get the basics because you can get so much more mileage out right. of a one-on-one if you know something. Because I'm going to give you, I'm going to make sure I give you so much, but you can't understand it if you don't have an education. Exactly. So I try to encourage women to get the education first and then and if the they, And if they can't afford a seminar, they can go to the YouTube videos for free. Or and... they can buy this whole seminar on DVD. Ah. The whole thing. It's 12 hours. It's two full days. Right. But it's the whole thing. All you have to do is sit and watch it on your own computer. Right, right. Sit and watch right, the thing. Right. You get the same information in your own home by yourself. But you, 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 you aren't clueless. Right. So then when you, you can really take advantage of the one-on-one. So my goal is to provide right everything in every which way for whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you have to do, but get the education. Right. And so it's all a matter of just understanding that you can't wing it here. Right. This is not, right. you, you would not wing it. You're going to wing it for the rest of your life. I mean, for half your life, you're going to just not be no. prepared and let that just kind of, you know, kind of come as happenstance right that's really kind of no I mean you need the information I feel you're making I I can't believe there's no you're the only one doing this I mean that's crazy there are you know it there are so many things out there all of which I always say to the I say to the women there's a very fine line between ed and ad Uh and what I mean by that is there's all kinds of products out there and advertisements for the products that begin with what they call an education the problem is at some point in their little education they veer off and try to make you buy the product you don't know where that veering off happened because you don't have the education so you don't know how much of what they told you is true and how much of it is marketing right Okay. so I always say if there's a product involved at all run so okay. you're, it's not like you're just trying to get people's money. You want to educate. I'm you, doing YouTube for free. Right. <laughs> I mean, I do so much of the stuff that right. I do. Yeah. I do the majority of what I do free, completely free. I don't make you're, a penny. No, right. I pour money into it, but I don't make anything. You're just so it. passionate about it. I it's love so important it. to you. I want to help women, but you have to want to help yourself too. Exactly. Exactly. And if you have this attitude of oh, I don't need this, I'm in denial. It's not gonna. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, that's it's not. It's not gonna turn out well. No, it's not. And do you turn feel out well. like with your because education knowledge is power, literally? Yeah. But with education, do you think that's part of the reason you were basically able to flip this arthritis you had on its head? Like that was all through like, but you, you really, I mean, you're saying could anyone who has arthritis to a degree, could they do what you did? Here's the difference. Okay. I promise you that everyone with arthritis runs into person after person after person who says, try this. It worked great Mm -hmm. for me. Okay. That's all they know. I didn't do that. Every time someone says, try this, I go, thank you very much. But I have done the research. Right. I have done, okay, I know that there's a panacea out there every place you turn. People say, this is the answer. Right. Okay, the truth is it doesn't work that way. Right. Okay, so menopause is no different. If you're menopausal and your girlfriend says, oh, try this. Okay, I'm sorry. She means to help you, but she's clueless. Right, Okay. Right. It doesn't work that way. There isn't that magic, oh, try this. It's the answer. It, it does, it, no, everybody is different. And the problem is if you, if you don't get the education first, you don't know how to assess anything. If you try, if you if you latch on to a product or a way of doing it first, you are going to get everything wrong because you are then biased, and then you kind of have the attitude. You see everything through right. the filter. If your attitude is, "I'm an Earth Mother, all I want is herbs, everything else is bad," 
you have just mm-hmm. blinded yourself mm-hmm. to over half of what's available to you. That's fine if you choose to do that after you're educated. Exactly. But you don't do it it's, first. You need the... Okay, people have the order wrong, mm-hmm. okay? Get the education first and then go do whatever you want. But don't ignore the whole education. Exactly. It's kind of like I don't have kids, but a lot of people I know have kids, and they someone's like, this is the best drill ever. That You have to get this driller. But then I'm thinking, well, do your research. Yes. See, I mean, yes. but you, I feel like when you have babies, a lot of that goes on. Like, it you does. gotta get that bottle. It does. <laughs> no, that's what society, that's yeah. what people do to each other in society now. And it's really counterproductive. It hurts people instead yeah. of helping them. I mean, they mean to be helpful. But see, here's the problem. A woman has a baby, she buys one stroller, and she loves it. Right. What does she know about strollers? Nothing. Nothing. She just loves her stroller. She loves, she, okay, that, that, that's the problem. Right, okay. right. You, these, these testimonials, these here's what I love, that, that's I think it's good, good information. Like, take the information, but then research on your own and, and get the you, education. There's more to it than that. Exactly, yeah. Okay, you only know that one per- There's this right. thing called um, um, availability heuristic. Availability heuristic is where, if I said to you, one out of two women statistically die of a heart attack. Right. Okay. One out of two. That's yeah. the t- statistic. That is huge. Huge. And you say to me, yes, but I know three women with breast cancer. And you decide right. that breast cancer is more of a concern. And I say, well, one out of 29. Okay. You ignore the statistic, mm-hmm. the fact, because of what's familiar to exactly. you. Exactly. In other words, you're saying your experience with three people is more significant than my worldwide statistics. <laughs> right. I, okay, that's stupid. It's, but yeah, that's it's, what people do. It's all like a stubbornness. It's, it's, it's stupid. Well, it's it's because it's emotional. You are aware of what has touched you yes. personally, mm-hmm. and your girlfriends who have had breast cancer. That has touched you personally. Yep. That has made you fearful. That has made you say, "Oh, I want to avoid breast cancer." You don't know anyone with a heart attack. You know why? Because they die. Okay. Right. So you're ignoring the fact that the most likely thing to kill you is going to be the heart attack, and yet you're more fearful of exactly. breast cancer because you know people. You know why you know them? Because they survive. Okay. Right. But, again, it makes no sense. Right, but right. I cannot tell you how common that is. Well, yeah. And and, and, and it's, it's fine to have your sensitivities, but don't lose sight of the facts. And mm-hmm. I am always going to tell you the facts. You can do with them whatever you want. Exactly. But you but should get know the information. That. Get the information. And see, that's what I try to I try to make sure you know that I am a credible resource and I'm always going to tell you the truth. Right. And everything. I, I, yeah, exactly. You're giving the facts. It's like we were yeah. saying before we were recording, like, the, the person that's from Texas and they're like, Texas. I've only lived in Texas for 80 years. It's the best place in the world. Exactly. But you haven't lived anywhere else. Exactly. There's no frame of reference. <laughs> right. You're, 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 you're very narrow-minded. You have yes. one view of the world. That's it. That's all you know. So I told you that when you were fascinated about all the places I lived, the first thing I said to you is, there is no perfect place. Right. Every place I have ever lived has some great things mm-hmm. and some not-so-great things, yep. including here. Yeah, okay? absolutely. And that's just the way the it's world is. the way it that is. That is the way every option in menopause is. That is the way life is. Right. Everything has some advantages. And, and you go through your whole life making these decisions and balancing one thing or not against another. And that is exactly what I want to teach women to do with menopause. Right. And if you do that and you make good choices all along knowing the big consequences, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you will be very happy with the way your life turns out. Right. If you have no idea that there are consequences, if you have no idea that there are other options, and you just muck your way through life day after day, kind of going, oh, well, my hot flash went away. Okay. I'm sorry. You're going to get to a point where you go, wait a minute. Things are not turning out so right. well. What happened? Right. Well, I'll tell you what happened. You didn't get any. You didn't know you, what you were You didn't know anything. Yeah. And that's what I try to avoid. I want you to have that fund of knowledge to make good decisions. Exactly. So that you can be happy with your not- life now and in the future. And in the future. I don't ever want a woman to look back and say, I would have done things differently mm. if only someone had told me. Exactly. And that's, so it's inc- I think it's totally <laughs> it's incredible what you're doing. I want to like have, we can talk about it off, off air, but like to have an event with you. You to, I I feel like the girls my age, I'm 32, exactly. so I'm very close with 20s and yeah. 30s, and 
I don't think anyone knows shit about it. They probably don't. <laughs> and if you ask your mother, they probably will say, well, it was nothing, or they probably don't even know. They they may not be able to even have the conversation with you, but yet they sat you down for your periods and so yeah. carefully made sure, okay, I don't get it. It's crazy. Wow, you are, this is so interesting. So tell everyone before we're done, where can they find you, your website, yeah. uh, social media handles, everything? Yeah, my, my website is menopausetaylor.me, and that is the best way to find me, menopausetaylor.me. My website has everything. I have articles that I've written for you. Mm-hmm. I have all kinds of resources that direct you to the YouTube, to the one-on-one consultations. Mm-hmm. I have the store on my website where you can buy the book, the yeah. DVD, everything. And a radio possible. show. And you I have, have a radio, radio show. show, and it's one of those, you know, satellite all over the world. Yeah, things. okay. It's it's on a station called SOB Spunky Old Broad. Oh, I love and I, it. <laughs> and I do menopause, the state the state of menopause in the world today. And I really try to do, again, for those auditory, see whether you learn in an auditory, visual, mm-hmm. or tactile mm-hmm. way, I want you to get it no matter what. So I, on the radio, very entertainingly teach right. stuff, but I make it so that you're having fun and yeah, you listen yeah. to the show and you're having a good time. And I, the way I teach is I use the familiar to teach you the unfamiliar. So for instance, in anatomy, I use food to teach okay. you about your body. So I'm using a bagel to teach you about your cervix. And I, I bring out a bagel and I go, you know, you've seen a bagel. Oh, you know, bagel is around. It's yeah. around. Okay. When I look in your vagina... I see your cervix, and guess what? Your cervix looks exactly like a bagel. Like a bagel. Now, and you've seen bagels where the hole is open, and the hole, and the others where the hole is kind of squashed. That hole is the door to your uterus, and that is all your cervix is. It is the door to your uterus, and you know what? All it does is that hole opens and closes, opens and closes. Right, right. Its whole life to let things in and out of your uterus. It lets your periods come out. It lets a sperm go in. It lets a baby come out. That's it. It's a door to your uterus. Okay, I teach all anatomy using... Things. Women are wow. sitting there going, I'll never look at a bagel. I was just going to say that I'm but never going to be able to eat a bagel. No, no but it's true. But you na- remember it. Yep, you're yep, laughing yep. the whole time. You're sitting there thinking, she's sitting there showing me bagels, <laughs> and yet you never forget. You never forget. But I'm never going to forget that. What your doctor sees when he <laughs> right? looks in your vagina, and that is the opening to your vagi- to your to your uterus. And I teach everything like that. I use fun, playful yeah. props. I'm a goofball. I my fun, my fun in this project is thinking of the creative, interesting, quirky ways I can teach you something that is probably more complicated than you ever yeah. expected to learn. Yeah. Biochemistry, whatever. But I turn it into a funny. That's awesome. I love it. Lesson where you're just having a good time, but you get it. Exactly. And you never forget it. And you can use it because I explained it in a way that made it entertaining for you. Exactly. And that is the part of it that is my joy. Yeah. You love it. You you can tell your I'm sure that everyone listening, the passion, <laughs> you exude this passion. It's <laughs> unbelievable. And I love your whole like the about turning every because I, I try to do that. I but you really like how you turn every negative into a positive. Like yeah. it's not what you had initially hoped for, but yeah. you're going to make it the best life damn time. You're throw like, things at you. yeah, yeah, you, that's, that's life, life. is going to throw things at you, and your job is to take it and say, hey. I'm going to make it good. Exactly. Well, again, you can go to menopausetaylor.me, and it looks like your Facebook, uh-huh. YouTube, Instagram is all Menopause Taylor, yep. and your Twitter is Barbie Taylor MD. That's it. Did I get it all? <laughs> you did. You did. Well, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. You are. I, I want to have you back. It. You are like you are so interesting, and and infor- you have so much information and knowledge. It's unbelievable. I'm a nerd. I always but say I, the, more, I, the more you learn, the more you realize how little you know. It's the truth. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and um, I hope. We'll talk soon. We will. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a lot about menopause and all of uh, the information that Barbie shared. Um, I would definitely recommend checking out her website, which is menopausetaylor.me. And as always, you can find me at julielauren14. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. And again, uh, I've been recording from local office, which has been so much fun. And I definitely recommend checking it out if you're looking for a co-working space. Thank you, as always, for listening. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. 
I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.